0: I mean, I'll, I'll be real with you guys. I've wanted to kill people before since I was a kid, because, because, because I, you know, Sumed said I went through bullying, right? Yeah. And to me, I had these fantasies of going and be like, "I'm gonna kill these motherfuckers whenever they're sleeping." I'm gonna go. I was like really committed, like straight up, straight up, straight up. I was really committed to fucking murdering them in that moment, right? But then. I didn't do it, obviously, because, I mean, sleeping was better than going and murdering somebody.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so sleep saved your life. I right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> and it, or from, like, years in prison. <laughs> Welcome to the Better Man Podcast with Ivan and Suman. This podcast is all about how to be an optimal, conscious man in today's society. Join Ivan and Sumed as they go deep into the rabbit hole of personal growth, mindset, social dynamics, and spirituality. Are you ready to be a better man? Alrighty. So welcome back to the Better Man podcast, guys. So I'm going to interview Ivan, who is an incredible individual, one of my best friends and you know, he's had a really difficult childhood and because of that, you know, he was really heavily bullied by people in his family and except he always fought back and he always has been a fighter. And, you know, one, one of the defining characteristics of Ivan is his ability to understand unhealthy attachments. He goes by odd resilience, which is a very impactful name. You know, what does that name mean, man?
0: For me, what does that mean to you? Odd is characterized by me frequently being known as a bit crazy. I'll use that word. Now, what I realized crazy means... Estoy en una entrevista. Estoy en una entrevista. Crazy means a bit too much to the left and a bit too much to the right or a bit too much to the right. It's just not in the center, not in the normal. What is within the normal, right? The normal is what everybody else is following. What is mostly followed, what is mostly known, right? That is considered normal. And for sure, I study esoteric things. I talk about, you know, my, my expression and, 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 you know, like, uh, Sometimes I just, I start dancing and I start singing randomly in public.
1: Yeah. You've done that more, more than multiple times when you were with me, bro. And it sometimes makes me really uncomfortable, but also sometimes like I go along with it as well. It's really,
0: you you just said it, it makes you uncomfortable while I'm dancing and having an expression of joy. Right now. Mm -hmm. Do you not see how that sounds funny, but it would, it makes sense within the context of it's not normal for people to, be dancing and singing and shit like that.
1: Yeah, it's like, it, it just reminds me because it's just not something that you see all the time. You know, it's just, it you're right. Like, odd is breaking of the norms. Mm.
0: Standing out, right? Standing so out, yeah. That's really what, you know, what the odd means to me, right? Yeah. Plus, actually this, I realize this right now, uh, my life path is three. Mm. right that's an odd number right yeah. another major number in my life is 11. Letters
1: and letters to an odd yeah
0: 11 that's an odd number right
1: so that's awesome
0: yeah i i definitely stand out everywhere i go and sometimes i go places and i don't I don't sometimes i don't want to stand out right but just me being me i stand out right mm. even though I, sometimes i don't want attention man like I've, i like attention do i like attention yes do i need it not all the time. Sometimes I'm just like, I, I just want to be a fucking shadow and out of nowhere, just me, just being my beingness. Mm. It attracts people to me because they're like, oh my fucking gosh, this guy, just what he just said right now, that it's just, it's, no one's ever res- re- responded to me like that.
1: Mm. Right? Yeah. Have you always been like that since you were a child?
0: You know, I never felt like I fed in, right? Mm. For me, I would look at my writing and I would look at the writing of other kids and it was Mm. just like, not the same. It just wasn't the same. I'm not saying it's better or anything. I'm just saying it wasn't the same, right? Mm. Now for me, I'm a polar opposites kind of person not bipolar make that clear i'm not bipolar right but i fluctuate a lot within the spectrum of everything
1: <laughs> okay yeah
0: no there's certain extremes that i won't go to right but i might think about them for sure right i have extreme thoughts i have extreme feelings when i cry yeah. i fucking cry when i laugh i fucking laugh when you know but sometimes i'm in the middle too sometimes i'm i'm in boredom boredom's like in the middle right mm-hmm. so i i go everywhere within the spectrum so for me that also meant you know when you're sad you're you're fucking sad man you're fucking sad and when you're happy you're fucking mm-hmm. man nothing can fucking stop me i'm unstoppable mm-hmm. and i've been like this since i was since i was younger right so mm-hmm. Like, I mean, if I was angry, I mean, I'll I'll be real with you guys. I've wanted to kill people before, since I was a kid. Uh, uh, Because, you know, Sumed said, I went through bullying, right? Yeah. And to me, I had these fantasies of going and be like, I'm going to kill these motherfuckers whenever they're sleeping. I'm going to go. I was like really committed, like straight up, straight up, straight up. I was really committed to fucking murdering them in that moment, right? But then... I didn't do it, obviously, because, I mean, sleeping was better than going and murdering somebody.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, so sleep saved your life. I right, cool. <laughs> and it, or from, like, years in prison. Like, sleep <laughs> stopped you from that.
0: Sleep is actually, um, you process your lo- a lot of lower, like, that's what we have nightmares. I used to have, like, really bad mm. nightmares, right? But people don't realize that nightmares is a way of you processing, like, the lower vibrations, lower energy thoughts that are within you. Right.
1: Yeah. So for sure, man.
0: for me, I had to always fight back. I always, I I couldn't give up. Right. For me, giving up was never an option. Yeah. Why? Because, and I guess
1: that's where the resilience comes in. Right.
0: That's where the resilience comes in for me. You know what I mean? In a way, you could say I was trying to prove myself, right? Even to myself. You know, prove, prove myself to myself that that I can and that I will. I had a lot of willingness. I had a lot of willingness. And I've always had this, this like, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it sort of mentality since I was a kid. You know, and that yeah. that was gifted to me. That was gifted to me. I'm really. Th- I. I. Sometimes in my life, I haven't had it. Obviously, because like I've said, I fluctuate. But from from a young age, that willingness was always there to to to, to fight to keep going. Right.
1: Yeah, and I've and I've noticed you're you're very you're a very expressive type of type of person, and I also, uh, yeah, I really respect that. And also, have you always been like that? Like. When you were a kid, what was your goal? What was your biggest thing? Like you had a dream that you wanted to be. Did you have a goal like that or did it constantly change or how was that process?
0: I just wanted to be better than other people. I'll tell you straight up. I'll tell you fucking straight up, dude. I wanted to be better than other people. That was my fucking goal, right? At what though,
1: specifically? Like just at life?
0: at, At everything. At everything. I was a competitive person. A really, really competitive person. So yeah. even like in the field, like when when we're running our fullest and like people, like when we're playing soccer and like, you know, in, in these games and people would push me while I'm running and I would have fucking twisted my ankle and fucking rolled through the floor. Right. You know, the, the, the moms on the sideline, you, you know what they called me? They'd call me a um, uh, rubber man. Right. Cause I would get <laughs> like, if they, if they would push me, I would like, get fall to the ground and sort of like bounce back up real fucking quick. Like some Mr.
1: Fantastic type shit. Yeah.
0: In, in one fucking motion, I was, it was like, I was like a circle. I was on the ground and suddenly I'm up and I'm running mm. quick as fuck. You can't fucking like, I'm fucking there. I'm right behind you again. Right. Don't fucking think that just cause you fucking, you pulled that shit on me. I'm going to give up like never, mm. ever, 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 never, ever, ever. Right. Mm.
1: And where do you think that came from, that drive?
0: I mean, power. I fucking wanted power. I wanted power. I felt weak. I felt like I had no power. I like I had no control over my life. And I wanted fuck some fucking control, right? Yeah. I wanted some fucking control, right? So when I was in the fear, you know, I was, I was raised fear-based, you know? This is how so many people are raised. They're raised. It's yeah. like, you know, they're like, don't kill because you're gonna go to hell, right? Well, why don't instead I not kill because I love the people around me, right? Does that not make more sense to you, right? Right. Don't, don't you're, if you don't study, I'm gonna hit you or I'm gonna punish you by making you put your, your clip from the green down to the yellow, down to the red. You're gonna get punished for having bad grades. Can I not have good grades instead? Not from fear of punishment, but because I want to, I want to pursue something, right? So mm. that that's where I where so many people were raised in that fear, right? So
1: yeah, it's a negative I, reinforcement. yeah, it's yeah. like punishment based. I get what you're saying.
0: Now for me, I didn't really need that stuff. Like mm. I don't need that stuff. I don't need that I didn't need that. I mean, did I learn lessons? Of course, I learned lessons, right Now I appreciate of of those lessons. I just personally thought like, you can just say it a nice way and I'll get it done, man. <laughs> mm, I, can, yeah. I can fucking get it done. So a big portion of, of, of growing up was learning to love myself deeper and accept myself, right? Because I mean, mm. I made a video on this in my car, right? But I was like, like I was, just, I was talking to people um, directly and I said, what are your insecurities? I'm just gonna start naming body parts right now and tell me what you're insecure about, right? Hair, nose, eyes, cheekbones, lips, chin, shoulders, back, elbows, fingers, penis, butthole, vagina. Right? <clears throat> and even some people might have heard like penis, butthole, vagina, and they'd be like, oh that's gross. Is it really fucking gross? Are you saying gross over your own body part, over something that's natural, or where you fucking came yeah, out? Yeah, I find wrong? that
1: really strange, yeah, that people are like, it's gross or whatever.
0: And see, that, part just you. Shows you, that just shows you that you have a, a, a conditioning of these parts are bad, and you have guilt. You have shame mm-hmm. over them. You have shame over them.
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's always been kind of a a shaming of the body that, that's happened very organically. Even like, I noticed a lot of religions do that, like they shame the body, like um, specifically cause it's more spirit focused, right? Spirit based. And so the body's kind of left back, but yeah, the body's super important. And yeah, you went through this whole tremendous health journey um, from the time I met you in um, in university, when I went to London, and from the time where I saw you you know, transform your body, um, tell me a little bit about that journey because that's, that's, I think that that's a very inspiring one. And if you can share some of the experiences
0: that you've been through during that time. You know, for me, I've seen the world as my mentor, right? Yeah. And I still have this memory from I was a little kid, right? And I'm in my parents' room. I'm sitting on I'm sitting on the floor, um, look, and it's dark, right? Except um, the door is open, the main door is open, and the hallway lights are on, so I can see inside, mm-hmm. right? And I'm looking through this like sports, um, sports magazine. This this a store here in Texas in America called Academy Sports and Outdoors. So I see this this guy with this red tank top, right? And he's got like one dumbbell up, and he's like flexing, and he's he's smiling. He was he was like a white dude. Honestly, he kind of looked like me, um, and I was like, "Mom, he had buff ass fucking arms, right?" And I told my mom in that moment, "Mom, I'm gonna look, I'm gonna have arms like this guy, right? I'm to be this strong." So since that, I said that when I was between like seven, eight, nine, that's somewhere around that age, that's when I said that, right? So
1: yeah.
0: for me, looking at that person made me go. Wow, that's admirable. And I've mm. always wanted to be something, someone that you could admire, right? And <laughs> this is really crazy, right? But when I was little, I thought, I don't know, I thought that I was secretly being watched. I had, ca- I had secret cameras that my, <laughs> that my crush put inside my house and oh she, my would watch my, she would watch me do things during, during my fucking time. Right. I was a little kid. I was a little boy. You yeah.
1: Know?
0: Right. So I was like,
1: did that put you me? on edge? Like you were sort of like, whoa, like,
0: no, I was like, I was like, I got to fucking like, you know, be this fucking magnificent person that even, mm. even while they're doing something as simple as taking a shower, they look yeah. like a badass. Right.
1: Right. <laughs> Damn. That's powerful. So you like sort of embodied that character of that magnificence. Because you thought you were being watched, that's really powerful, man. And you know,
0: I mean as much as i I, I might like hate to say this, right putting my ego aside um having an, an intense life you know since since I was a kid, my like I would come home right and I don't know my dad would just be like pissed you know because that's where the vibration he was in um and and he would just like start yelling at me for whatever fucking reason right and I mean I took it personal, right so I wanted to prove myself to my dad like in full honesty that's what I was trying to do you know and like having Girlfriends and stuff. I think the reason I, that, like, I liked girls and stuff when I was a little kid, but the reason that I struggled to keep them was because secretly there was an intention behind it of I've got to prove myself. Mm. Right. So yeah. that's where I had my struggle. You know, and this whole time has been a uh, letting go. Of, of, it's like I can still go for the money. I can still go for the women, but. It it's not anymore from a trying to prove myself aspect, right?
1: Yeah. So did you feel like on your health journey, it was also a, a process of like proving yourself?
0: I was fit since I was young because yeah, like I wanted to look good. I want, like I tell you, dude, I wanted to be strong because I yeah. wanted to beat my dad's ass.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm okay. telling you, like since I was a kid, I wanted to beat his ass, bro. I wanted to beat him. I wanted to beat him up, dude. Like straight up. Mm.
1: That's
0: not what I did, right? But it was a motivator. It was it. was, it was a lower self motivator,
1: right? Mm.
0: It was much more motivated from my lower self. And and then like let's just say like, going up low, later, thinking like, yo, I just want to look good. I want to be sexy, right? Yeah. And then that 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 was more like a mid self you know trying yeah. amidst self like uh expression of a goal right but then i think the, the biggest change was whenever i started raising my vibration i realized that yeah. instead why don't i do this to inspire other people for for them to be fit for them to see me because I, I realized that each and every one of us is is, is an influencer You're an influencer everywhere you go because you affect people with your vibration just by being there, just by being at the store, just by talking to the to the cash register, just by uh, talking to on on the phone for a a delivery. Right. You're Mm -hmm. being on the fucking train of all things. Your Mm -hmm. vibration, your being is always influencing other people. So I was like, I need to influence people every fucking where that I go.
1: Yeah. I think it's also impact, right? Because influence is a very feminine energy and impact is like the masculine energy, right? So everywhere you're going, you're constantly influencing and impacting others. Yeah. That's, that's, that's really powerful that, that you, you sort of went through this rung of the ladder, right? Of motivation. So you start off with the lower, you know, vibrations Mm -hmm. and then you slowly started to rise up on the scale Mm -hmm. and then you were like, yeah, I'm doing this for, you know, cause or, to you know show others that it can be possible so mm-hmm. yeah that, that's really powerful how you, yeah, you know what's
0: fucking crazy? you know what's crazy though you know those times when you don't feel like doing it hmm. when you really don't feel like doing it that's yeah. when i would recommend each and every person to tap into their lower self and and do it for that lower self goal right hmm. do it for that lower self goal because that's where your vibration is in that moment your vibration in that moment is of lower that's why you can't do it right Mm. like if, if your vibration is in the lower and you're telling yourself i want to be healthy i want to be healthy well your vibration is isn't of trying to be healthy that's not your intention but if your intention is of I want to look fucking good. I want to be sexy. I want to fuck more girls, right? right. I want to be able to fucking take shirtless selfies, right? Mm-hmm. You know, what's what's a few more like lower self goals when it comes to your body?
1: Yeah, like uh, I guess like I'm gonna prove everybody wrong. The people who didn't trust in me, like the people who didn't believe in me uh, when I was growing up, like I want to show them that I can. The people be who respected
0: me. Yeah. The people yeah, who yeah, yeah. me. I'm going to look fucking more attractive than you. I'm going to be stronger yeah. than you. More people are yeah, going to yeah. like me than you, right? These, these lower exactly. controls, they fucking work too whenever you don't want to want to do the work.
1: Yeah, you got to start where you're at, is what you're saying. Like, Don't sort of leap for those higher motivations if you're still at that vibration.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Yeah. Spot on, spot on, spot on. That's awesome, man. So how influential has
0: yeah what do you want to know about me like you as my friend you has been around me yeah. you i think you're in the really like one of the best positions to ask me questions because you've got to many yeah. me deeply. what do you want to know about me
1: man i just want to know a little bit more about like your mindset and like how how you keep yourself um like motivated to like go to the gym or motivated to keep pushing. Do you have something that you, any kind of self-talk that you tell yourself?
0: At this point, I just fucking feel so shit whenever I don't do it. Mm. At this point, I just feel shit whenever I don't do it. My body feels weak. My, I don't feel strong enough. I don't feel like I can go on. And it, it's become a spiritual Right. But at the same time, I do like going to the gym because there's girls there, man. And they're fucking hot. Right. And (laughs) I want girls to look at me and be like, this guy's fucking hot. This guy's fucking strong Mm -hmm. or fucking look at look at booty from the distance. Right. Mm -hmm. It's a nice thing, man. And I I like talking to the people that, that work there. There's a lot of fucking attractive girls there. Right. Like that's fun for me. So it's, it's been a fun experience going to the gym where it's, it's kind of a social event,
1: right? Mm, right. Totally. And what, who do you think has had the biggest influence or impact on your life from the time that you were growing up or to the time now? Who have you been inspired by? The most? I know, I know one was like that guy who was like doing the little flex. Yeah, that, that yeah the
0: random, random ass guy. Um, yeah. who, who has inspired me the most? This is going to sound fucking egotistic as hell, but myself, man. I, fucking, yeah. <laughs> I I'm inspired by myself because the same way that others are experiencing me, I'm experiencing myself too. It's new mm-hmm. to me too. The things that I'm saying, they're new to me too, right? I've always me because i guess this just has to do with me not being able to open up to other people and always looking to myself to hold space for myself right Mm. and 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 always trying to be my own mentor separating from myself and myself right my two my my different selves it's like i'm myself but i'm not myself right that that separation has allowed me to see myself as as an something else than me and me being my own my own source of inspiration Mm. and God and honestly God because I just think yeah goddamn fucking God is so motherfucking powerful like if I just if I just start thinking about God or if I put a church song on that makes me feel protected that makes me feel like Mm. these these problems are so fucking small because God is so big yeah yeah Humbling myself. Humbling myself has made me feel stronger. Humbling myself in perspective to God. This is what I was telling my brother. It's like, if you're fucking Cristiano Ronaldo, you're not going to humble yourself to the, to the, so if he's, okay, let, me, let me put it in context. Um, if he's coaching his daughters or his brother, his son's soccer team, right? Mm. He's not going to humble himself because to humble yourself means to make yourself less, right? Right. He's fucking, he's Ronaldo, around the one of the world's greatest players that ever fucking lived. One of the, with, with the most greatest impact that ever lived. Right? This is, oh, so, so what I'm trying to say is like, he's not gonna pretend that he he's not a really good soccer player while he's there. It's the, the kids that, are, that should say, yo, I'm humbling myself to Cristiano Ronaldo because yeah. he knows what he's saying. He knows what he's talking about. He's been through it, right? So humble yourself in the places that you don't know and learn from other people. And, and humbling myself to the, to the universe because the universe is so powerful. And instead of trying to control the universe and trying to control my world, I, I, I always try to let go of control, all the time, and instead allow the universe to bring me what I need in that moment, right? Because when I'm focused on trying to control, I'm not realizing it, and I'm not able to realize that. Yo, the universe is bringing me exactly what I need right now.
1: Mm, it's not. It's like it's not always confidence. It's like godfidence at times.
0: Godfidence. <laughs> hey, I like that, bro. I like that,,
1: Confidence. yeah so so tell me a little bit about your experience in terms of how you've been able to have a relationship with work and work ethic
0: mm-hmm. yeah, so I like fucking money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um since i was a kid i'll tell you man like i went through stages of creating businesses when i was younger like i, I had my shit on top on top because let's say like elementary school little 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 kids i was making these yeah. like these origami paper things um they, <laughs> they were called spinners right and you mm. would make it into a cube Uh, Square, I mean, and you would spin it and you would like spin them against other people. I was selling that shit, bro. Kind of like Beyblades.
1: Beyblades, yeah.
0: (laughs) I was selling that shit. Um, Real quick, another random memory that popped in, but it's more health related. I saw in a movie that that people were putting like rocks and weights into their backpack to make it heavier on themselves. Right? (laughs) One time when I went to school, I put a fucking 10 pound. I was an elementary little boy. And I put a 10-pound weight inside my backpack. And then I, <laughs> while I was on the bus on the way home, I was curling that shit, bro. I was, like, lifting that thing yeah. on the bus, dude. A little kid, right? So, anyway, going back to, like, business. And then yeah. I have sold, like, at one point, I, I would bring, like, a, a, a second backpack to school, right? And I would have mm. around 30 bags of chips in there, uh, different assortments of candy, right? And during lunch break, I would go into my my counselor's office, cause a lot of a lot of us would hang out there and do work and or do like applications for scholarships and things like that. This was this was in high school, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Um and every day I would I would make around forty dollars, forty-five dollars a day cash, right? From selling chips and candy in school illegally, right? Could, <laughs> even before that, right? I had a trip to New York city one time cause I was, I used to be an actor and I wanted to raise some money so I can go and, and have some fun over there. Right. like, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like back in the day, the mentality was like, I don't know whenever I'm going to go back over there. Right. And, mm. and I mean that I mean, in a way that is true. I don't know whenever I'm going to go back over there, but I fucking, I was like, you know what? I'm going to sell sunglasses. It's summer. People are waiting outside for their parents yeah. and I, 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 I found a wholesalers right from China and I started with one box, right. It was about 14 glasses. The box cost me about uh, maybe like 40 bucks total for shipping and for the product itself, And then I sold 16 glasses, right. For 10 bucks each, right. All of them, all of them. Right. And I was like, damn, like I made like, like, so that's what it's like 160 minus that 40. So then I was Mm -hmm. like, you know what? Let me, let me go with two boxes now. Right. And then I'm selling two different boxes. Right. But I'm looking for styles that I would like. And then, so there was like a scale, right? So it's like, it's like, let's get, there's a scale of glasses and it's like glasses that I would like glasses that I wouldn't like and glasses that everybody likes. Right. Mm. So I had to find that middle point. Right. And yeah, those are the kind funny. of glasses that I would find. Right. And I would buy those, 20 bucks a piece, $20 shipping, right? And then I would sell all of those. Right. I became known as the guy that was selling glasses. And I just made hella money that fucking summer before I went to New York.
1: Man, that's hella entrepreneurial. Cause you're like, you're you're coming from authenticity, right? And then you're balancing it with relevance. Like, oh, other people like this too. So you're looking at the market as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah you had this mindset when you were young. So how old were you when you were doing this? 15. 15? Mm. Yeah. Awesome. And you mentioned that you'd been a part of some plays or like theater or acting. What was that experience like for
0: you? I first started when I was 12 years old and I auditioned for, for the pirate king, the pirates of Mm Penzance. And I got, the, like, I got the script, I went to the audition, and I started doing it, and people were just busting their ass off. And and I was like, what? Like, I'm not even trying to be funny, right? People were saying, dude, just the way that you say it, you're just fucking hilarious, man. You're just fucking funny. And I was like, <laughs> shit, like, I was like, damn, that's fucking badass that I had a, a natural talent for acting. But I mean, yeah. the three, I'll tell you this, man, the day that we performed that, we did not perform it perfectly but you know what people loved it way more because we had fun we were doing things that our our director didn't tell us to do but while we were up there we were just we were having so much fucking fun that dude we came yeah. up with fucking choreographies while the thing was <laughs> happening i'm so serious with like the, our own oh, deafness right. and shit like it was so spontaneous, dude. And Just imagine, yeah. nobody knew how this this even happened. And, and, and then we had a, a librarian, right? Mm-hmm. Used to be a professional ballet dancer. And she, and she started her own company for theater. And mm-hmm. then I think the first play that I did was like, it was Beauty and the Beast and I was guest on. Right? Oh
1: snap, yeah.
0: <laughs> and and playing that part of that of that, that Gaston character, that was so easy for me because I had I had a lot of swagger for some reason, man. I don't know. I just out of nowhere, like swagger kicked into my life. Oh swagger, dog. <laughs> in elementary in elementary girls didn't like me, man. But whenever mm. I went into middle school, like suddenly. Yeah. I was the fucking hottest guy. I was the most attractive. I was Mr. Fucking popular out of nowhere. And that didn't make sense to me. It wasn't within my reality of like the norm.
1: Yeah. What was that shift like from middle school to when you sort of made that transition? I mean, sort
0: of, sort of was it sort the, of just
1: like how, how you're reacting to it or the experience that you yeah, got? from the
0: invisible. I felt invisible when I was younger. I felt like I wasn't seen or mm. in college right right um and then suddenly i guess i mean part of it i can say that i was having more fun with life mm. and i was working out actually i was working out i could definitely say that 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 working out had something to do with it yeah because I was fit and I was fast. I was a fast ass fucking kid. Since I was a kid, I was like, "Yo, I gotta be the." Because what was considered cool whenever you're a little kid was like, "Who's the fastest?" Right.
1: <laughs> mm, I remember that, yeah.
0: So I was like, "I wanna be <laughs> the fastest, man!" And I was, I was, I was quick as hell. I was fast, man. I was fast, 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 right. And mm. and playing soccer, playing soccer, that was that was cool and. and and me being funny, I was a bit of a class clown because I liked the attention, right? Yeah, I can imagine me.
1: you being a class clown for sure.
0: I do, man. I was, <laughs> I love the attention, right? Yeah. Mm. That's
1: awesome, man. I think we both had kind of like a theater kind of experience that really shaped our lives and you know and brought us more into ourselves. Um, that's really awesome, man. I think that a huge aspect of theater is like, it challenges your ego. You know, you sort of step out of that, you step out of the persona of who you thought you were. But Mm. also like when you're playing a character who's more in tune with that, like you played Gaston and you got that swagger, Mm -hmm. like that was already within you. You just had to put on the role or the character to bring Mm -hmm. it out. You know what I'm saying? Mm
0: -hmm. I'm so happy for the people that were able to see my light whenever I couldn't see my light, right? Because, because... Just when I was a kid, I just, I felt like, like I was, everything that I wanted and everything that I, a lot of things that I thought about, they're just considered wrong. And I was just always told that I was wrong. And I was always told no. Right. And that no mentality got me to think no about myself. So when other people were able to see my light, that for me was like, wow, I'm so thankful super. So many people, dude, that I didn't even realize how extraordinary I was. But the way mm. people spoke about me, they like that was what changed me, I would say. The way other people started treating me.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's almost in psychology, we call that the looking glass self. Just like how people see us tends to become who we are. So if, like, let's say, for example, if your mom is calling you lazy or whatever, you're going to become lazy because... That's how she sees you and that's your familiarity with that. Mm -hmm. So if somebody sees you as an awesome person, you're going to transform into an awesome person, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, who is looking at you often shapes us. So yeah,
0: it was Marshall Silver, right? One of the most famous um, hypnotherapists
1: Mm -hmm.
0: who has, I mean, even at times gotten paid a hundred thousand to cure someone from smoking addiction in 10 minutes. Right. And he's helped people who who haven't left their house in 20 years. And he just he just cures them in that moment with hypnosis. Uncertainty. Yeah. This is what he right. said. He said that that your world is created by validation.
1: validation. Mm.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of people out there who complain about life and people continue to validate their complaining right Oh yeah it's tough for you oh i acknowledge it's tough for you right oh it's so yeah the- i'm sad for you we're, so, we're we're so sad for you oh my gosh you're you're such a victim oh man. yeah so sad and
1: that you. keeps you in that victim mentality right because it's like you're you're being seen as the victim
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. and you're you're, you're yeah. like yeah that's me that's me i accept it right yeah you know when people should honestly be saying yo you had a choice you had a choice you still have a choice you still have a choice right i don't care what fucking brain disease you got what body disease you got you still have a choice right and it's all in the mind and you can get rid of anything and everything if you somehow tap into your the 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 infinite knowledge that exists cuz as as we've noticed with you know with Sumed's interview that you know, we just did you can go watch it after this one the thing that got you into that situation is the same thing that's going to get you out of it it's a paradox yeah. it's a paradox
1: totally Paradox. Paradox. <laughs> yeah, totally, man. I think that a part of that is also like being really good at what you're doing, right? Because if if you're not good at what you're doing, people aren't going to pay attention to that. But like you, for instance, like on stage, you crushed it, that performance. So be so good that they can't ignore you. And that's I think true. that's that's, that's a huge
0: true. element of that. Yeah. That's also true. Something that came to my mind and I sort of like moving forward was recently I was having this confusing, conflicting thought, different beliefs inside of my head. Yeah. Right? And I was tired of this fucking confusion. So tired. And I was like, okay, dude, which one of these is wrong? Hmm. Which one of these is wrong? Because which one of these is pulling you down? If it's pulling you down, it's the wrong one.
1: Yeah. So, it's sort of like the, the, uh, an unclosed loop, right? It's like an unresolved thought, so it causes confusion when we don't close those loops. hmm
0: Yeah. And I had to think to myself, yo, what you believe isn't true. What you believe is not true, but why is it? Is this your thought? Is it somebody else's thought?
1: Yeah. It could be your mate to believe it's true. Yeah.
0: What I realized was I have not, I had not been trusting myself, trusting my version of reality, right? Somebody else on another podcast said, I I forgot what they said I forgot what I was even going to say oh yeah I remember it was that we didn't come to this world to teach lessons our lessons lessons are things that people learn by themselves whenever they see you being a certain way so you should just focus on being the light being bright as bright as you possibly can and that's what's going to change people right not trying to teach them but allowing them to teach themselves and giving them the tools and the encouragement and the power to do it for themselves.
1: Yeah, man, totally. Like in my interview, you, you, I suddenly thought of the word lighthouse, right? And it's so similar to your case too. I think you're a lighthouse, man. I think that you help people to come to that light yourself. That's really inspiring. Could you tell the people a little bit about any projects you're working on? Let them know about uh, what got you to write your book, And what are some next steps for you?
0: So I think I'm going to make the book more expensive because, yeah, I mean, I know the value that's in there. I wanted to get a few people that, you know, I mean, maybe you've never purchased a book before or things like that, but what made me realize that I should change the the book prices because I tell people the book price, $9.99 and they're like, Oh yeah, that's cheap. Right. And in my head, I'm thinking like, no, it's not cheap because my definition of cheap is cheaply made. That means it, it doesn't have like the proper things in it, right? Correct. But no, like, like the fucking book is wow, man, dude. This book is really, really, really fucking amazing. I, I, it, it, I read it and I teach myself lessons from it. I teach myself hey. from my own fucking book, dude. And. I'm That's make wonderful. It more expensive because people think that the because based on the on the price they think it's not worth it. It, it doesn't have them the. They think they're going to get nine ninety nine dollars worth when really there's a thousand dollars worth in there,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah, people got to learn, man, to own their own sauce. I think that you definitely own your own sauce. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you sort of you're like, yeah, man. I I, I read my own book. I get inspired. Similarly, I listen to my own music. I get inspired. You know. And a lot of people just need to sort of allow themselves to do that. We don't give ourselves permission to do that at times.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah,
0: I've also got a live purpose course, right? Mm-hmm. But to be straight up, man, anybody can come to me with anything, and I can create a custom course for them. Like I can tell mm. you what you need to do and how you need to do it, and this is the plan that you have to follow. Like. I'm just at that level man I'm really just at that level because I have so much knowledge from so many different places that I'm really no. able to provide things like that because i mean i have because I've been to even things like chiropractors and and uh, like physical therapists yes. that has taught me more about the body because being all around these people and bringing in my problems and my symptoms right that has taught me how to deal with those problems and symptoms right so
1: that's a game changer. Cause like massage and chiropractor, like all that stuff is like, it releases trauma from the body as well. And like, that's an incredible tool that you can have. Like you left your massage ball back here when you visited India and I keep using that thing, man. It is so relaxing. Like Hmm. it's one of the the things that I keep going back to and I share it with my clients too now.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I share with my clients like, yo, get yourself a massage ball. Like, you know, it's going to help you get into the flow state. Like,
0: Really? So yeah, oh. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So it's left an impact for sure. And I think that, like, what do you think about that, that sort of, you seem to bring together these three elements of mind, body, and soul. Mm-hmm. So what has that experience been like for you, especially in, in the process or this journey of writing this book and also in the process of, like, you becoming more of, your preferred self or higher self?
0: You know, I'm realizing that my pursuit is of success in everything. So I'll tell you what that means to me. To me, success in everything means how can I be successful as a human? Mm. How can I be a successful human Not successful itself, but a successful human, right? Yeah. So yes, that does include money because who can I fucking help? How can I start charities? How can I open up schools if I'm fucking broke? How can I take care of my wife and kids if I'm fucking broke? How can I take care of my my fucking parents when they get old if I'm fucking broke, right? So yes, money does buy happiness, right? Because you'd be fucking miserable if you couldn't take care of the people right so money definitely comes in there but emotional emotional health emotional spiritual right that's so important as a human because like this uh like this one preacher said god made you so powerful that you don't need him no i said he said him right i don't believe it's gender right uh you don't need him to become successful Uh, monetarily Mm. monetarily successful except if you don't get put god into your life once you get that success you're gonna self-sabotage and you're gonna destroy yourself you're gonna destroy that success
1: Mm. yeah i think that's the that's kind of the missing piece right that spiritual or that soul element in a lot of people's lives so if they're missing that soul element and they get it like financially or whatever's kind of success it's sort of gonna um Mm. that light won't come in to take its place or, or that yeah that divine being that beingness yeah i think that that's really important and also like speaking with you has gotten me to understand another element of god i've sort of been sort of you know, opposed a little bit to the word, but now I'm starting to really embody it. And like, I, I started to, you know, I'm okay with that word now. Like, I'm oh, okay Lord to God. speak. It. Yeah, 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 wow. totally. Because, yeah, because earlier, like, you know, I would hear the word and I would sort of get a very specific idea or, or like a, an idea that people would have like of a man in the sky or, or like a kind of image that they would portray. And that's kind of idol- idolatry, right? It's like, that's not true. Mm -hmm. and when you can embody it like, yeah, it is this ever, you know, it is this energy, it is this presence, it is everywhere and nowhere, and it is this thing that that is, you know, permeating throughout all things, and it's not like we have to search for love. It's that we have to find a portal that love can live in within us.
0: Dude, I've been saying that my religion is love.
1: Mm. That's awesome. And that's kind of like it's a religion of oneness cuz love is just a reminder that we're all connected as well I feel like. So it's like
0: It embodies a lot of things. Love embodies a
1: lot. Yeah, all cuz all religions have an element of that too. Like all religions have a little little piece of love in them. And that's kind of like what the Beatles were saying too I guess. Yeah, this goes beyond uh, what a lot of people are talking about or, or saying online as
0: well. Whatever is preaching, what all the prophets are preaching, what are all the yeah. prophets preaching in their essence? What is every sin? What is Moses? What is Joseph? What was Mary? Yeah. What was Jesus? What is the Quran? What is the Torah? What is the Bible? What is it all preaching? Love. Love, right? yeah. Love, love, love. Right. The Kabbalian, I think the Kabbalian is less about love, but it's more about like universal laws. Yeah. Right? But then also, guess, that, like when you once you know them, you can acknowledge, you can love other people for who they are and accept them for who they are, because you're like, oh well, life is a paradox, and your truth is also truth. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Yeah, and it's also one of the strands in which other religions started was from the some of the Kaibalian uh, teachings too. So, oh. so yeah, it, it's definitely there in a lot of even like, not secular uh, religions, but in different uh, schools of thought, let's say philosophies and things like that too. Mm. So yeah, that's really powerful, man. Um, I think we're coming to a, yeah. a time. Yeah, so yeah, sure. any, any last words that you want to leave, leave the people with, or let's say that actually like leave them with something that resonates. Like if you could yell through a megaphone into the whole universe, what is it that your message, what is your main message
0: you would say? So my main message i'm I'm waiting for you to unfreeze you you kind of got frozen are you can you hear me
1: yeah you you're frozen as well, but I can hear you. It's weird
0: <laughs> all right, so um essentially, what I would tell every single person out there is to stop trying to be right shit. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um. I'm I'm waiting for you to pop in. I can't see you.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, can you hear me now?
0: I can hear you then. Okay. Uh, I'm just uh, gonna say it anyway.
1: Yeah. Just say it. Just record it, though. It um, it shows
0: it's it's that recording. It's recording. So what Are you I sure? You it doesn't that show that for me. I can see it over here. Okay. Cool. Go for it what I would tell every single person out there is to stop trying to be right. Stop trying to be right. When you stop trying to be right, you can see other people's truth and you can acknowledge them and love them and accept them for who they are. And once you do that, your relationship to that person, you're going to get whatever you want out from that relationship, right? Not from an evil place, but if you start treating people with more respect, because you accept them, because you love them, they're gonna be able to communicate easier to you. And if they can communicate to you, you can communicate to them. You can let them know what you want and they can let you know what what you want and you both can grow and everyone can grow, right? Stop trying to be right even to to yourself because so many times where we we have these incorrect beliefs but where we wanna be right, we wanna be right. So we're holding on to these incorrect beliefs that's my story thank you for listening go and get my book on amazon.com just type command respect in the search bar if it, that, that doesn't pop up which it usually does it's like the second book that pops up there it's got a unique thing that's all i gotta say to you. go and get it now if you're serious about fucking change i know you're a fucking serious person you listen to this whole podcast Go and get that book. It's cheap right now. The price is really down right now. But the content is worth a million fucking dollars. Go get that book.
1: Mm, awesome, man. And how can people get in touch with you if they want to work one on one with you or that they want to explore? You know, have those customized courses for them.
0: Yeah. Go to Odd uh, Resilience at Instagram, or you could look up uh, Ivan Ivan Acosta, author right? Ivan Acosta author on Facebook. Um, yep. I'll pop up or you put life masters coaching. I'll pop up like anything like that. Even on Google, you, you can even sign up to my fucking Patreon account where I post um, yeah. um, like just exclusive content, like super deep content that I don't post anywhere else. It's um, patreon.com slash life coaching. I threw a lot of stuff out there, but if you were to just go to one link, You would go to Instagram and you would get content there all the time.
1: Mm. Wonderful, man. Thank you so much for sharing your story. We appreciate you. And, yeah, have an amazing rest of your days, guys, if you're listening from Nicaragua or wherever you are. It doesn't matter. What matters is you're listening, you're tuning in. If you would like to contact SLED for Peak Performance Coaching go to at flowzoneacademy on Instagram. That's F-L-O-Z-O-N-E Academy. If you would like to connect to your higher self, contact Ivan at odd.resilience. That's O-D-D Also, make sure you follow the Better Man podcast on Instagram. See you next time.